Back with you on Homer and Tony. Dario Melendez, your cousin sub of the day. We went through our greatest sports collapses in history in the first hour. We've been talking some uh, clown takes in the first segment, but now we're going to get to Tim Dillard, uh, funny man extraordinaire and baseball guru for the uh, Bally Sports Wisconsin broadcast of your Milwaukee Brewers. Tim, I told you yesterday I was texting with you. I'm jealous that you're in San Diego. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hate you right now so much. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm so glad you're having me on the radio right now. <laughs> uh, so before we get into uh, the nooks and crannies of this Brewers team, uh, greatest memory of a sports collapse for you? Or were, you actually, were you ever a part of one? I know you were part of that 2011 team. I don't know if that's considered a collapse just because you ran into the buzzsaw that are the St. Louis Cardinals in 2011, but were you ever part of a big collapse? Big collapse? No. I mean, in AAA 2000, I think, 17 or 18, we were like the one of the best teams in the league, and we had to win one game out of six against the AAA Cardinals, and uh, and we couldn't do it. We did, we, we lost them all. It was, that seemed like a pretty big collapse at the time. Yeah, that, that, that really is. But I would think it's hard to win in AAA just because you have so many guys plucked from you all the time. That's exactly what it was, you know. And uh, I remember in 2007, my first year in AAA, we had a fantastic team. We were cruising, and uh, they called up everybody, everybody that was good on our team, basically that, you know, was ready. Like, they went straight to the big leagues. And I remember we had an A-ball catcher catching R.A. Dickey in the first round of the playoffs. (laughs) There was like seven (laughs) pass balls. That's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, that, that's a good one. Uh, so let's talk about the Brewers. They're 26-14 and 14 in first place in the NL Central. I mean, you look at the uh, runs per game, fourth in the NL, 54 home runs, that's first, 122 extra base hits, that's second. Their team ERA, pretty much every pitching category, they're top two or at least top five in. Um, I, I guess the question is, I know it's really early, it's only 40 games in the season, but... How are you feeling about this team? I mean, are, are are they the real deal? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm paid to say that. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, they. if you look at how long it took for them to win uh, 26 games last year, it took like 52 games. So you start fast-forwarding to now, they've reached that mark in 40 games. So uh, that right there is an indicator. We saw what they did last year and making the playoffs. So are they a better team than last year? Yeah, statistically they are. And you know what? The pieces they have in place are really good. I love the Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro uh, acquisitions. That right there just puts them and makes them a threat to left-handed pitching, which they struggled with last year. So you're going to need that kind of stuff uh, that, you know, to maintain wins throughout an entire season. And obviously the big news of the day yesterday was uh, Freddie Peralta going down. I mean, I, you're around these, te- you're around the guys, you were on the plane last night. What was the mood? Was there any talk about it? Uh, not really. Not really. I don't think there's, like, overly concerned. Or maybe they don't, you know, guys don't really get concerned until they know something. So I, I would say that, you know, we saw the interview with him after the game. He just seems more disappointed than anything else. Craig Council said it would be a couple of weeks. Um, so it is going to be an IL stint, but um, that kind of stuff, it, it seemed like it was kind of just happening as the game went on, which could be a good sign rather than one pitch, one moment where something feels terrible. Um, when something like that happens as a pitcher, you're kind of like, you know, you could have slept on it funny. You know, you could have thrown a pitch in the bullpen and kind of strained something and you're trying to pitch through it. So it could, hopefully it's just a minor thing and they'll get him back. But at least they have Aaron Ashby that can pick up the slack. 
for a five-man rotation. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if there's one team built for this, it's the Brewers because they've been working on the six-man rotation for the last year and a half now. So, yeah, you never want to lose a guy like Peralta, but you're still set up in a, a pretty good position right now, Tim. Yeah, well, I mean, how many teams can sit there and go, they have six guys that can at any moment could go out there and throw seven scoreless. Like, that's what this team is can do. Um, and there's no signs of letting up. You just It's like whoever's next, like, here we go. I'm actually doing stuff right now here in San Diego, kind of getting ready for the, for the television in-game broadcast, and it's just incredible to see some of the numbers that are popping off the page. Talking with Tim Diller from Valley Sports Wisconsin, uh, going to be in the booth tonight with Jeff Levering. Uh, to that point, Tim, who's impressed you the most so far through the first 40 games? You know what, let's do this group-wise. Who's impressed you the most out of the, the starting sack? Because I know it, with you and all you pitchers, you're going to go to an arm right off the top. So let's go pitching staff and then position players. So for the pitching staff, who's impressed you the most? Well, i got to go twofold. In the bullpen, you got to go Josh Hader. He's been nearly perfect, uh, perfect 15 for 15. Um, hasn't blown a save, hasn't done anything wrong. He just goes out there, pitches his game. He's incredible. Best reliever in all of baseball. And then you got Eric Lauer. Eric Lauer has done fantastic. His stuff has gotten even better and better. We saw him just grow leaps and bounds last year uh, about the halfway mark. And so he's just continually getting better, which is kind of on par with most every Brewer starter that comes through. But for position players, I really enjoy watching Hunter Renfro play. I just, I just do, man. This guy is making plays in the outfield. He's throwing runners out if they try to take an extra base or if they make a bonehead play. He's hitting balls all over the baseball field. Like, he's a no-nonsense guy. He doesn't care the score. He's going out there to play his game. And it's just, he's a fun watch, man. Look, and it's crazy because I, I, I'm 100% with you on all those. Because you go a year ago, you get the Ken Rosenthal tweet about how that Willie Adamas score underscores how, or the Willie Adamas trade, I should say, underscores how bad that trade was between the Padres, uh, Padres and the Brewers, where the Brewers got Lauer, who was in AAA and was going nowhere, and they got Luis Urias for Trent Grisham and Zach Davies. But man, Lauer has come out of nowhere and just. It was it was finally getting a win against a team not in the NL West. As soon as he did that, it seems like everything's been going his way. And then Hunter Renfro replacing Avi Garcia, who was a clubhouse favorite, and then without missing a beat, providing the power and more that you come expect from the right field position. I mean, Timmy, mean, Hunter Renfro has just been outstanding. He has. He's got four outfield assists already this year, and he's got the most in baseball dating back, I think, the last year and a half. Um, and he's made some really good plays, too. He made an over-the-shoulder uh, catch at the wall the other day. And for whatever reason, we couldn't fit it onto the post-game show, which was a travesty, because I was like, just the sheer distance that he ran and how you know difficult it was to kind of contort your body to get your glove in that area. It was, it was in a very above-average play. We kind of glazed it over a little bit. That's our fault. So when I see him, I'll apologize. He'll have no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, that's what... He's making adjustments in real time. Like, he's Rowdy Telez from the right side. Watching these guys hit and go through in that bat is just wonderful. If it's a fastball into a changeup away, they're making adjustments in and out of each at bat. And that right there is a sign of good hitters. You know, it's not like they're trying to do something, they're just waiting for it to happen. And that's another guy in Rowdy Telez. Obviously, you kind of get him in that trade last year for Adamas. You get Trevor Richards, who you flip for Rowdy Telez. The Rays got two really good arms in Drew Rasmussen and J.P. Fireeyes, and her just tearing it up down in Tampa. But 
I don't know outside of Greg Vaughn if anybody saw this coming out of Rowdy Tellez. I know Vaughn was just high on this guy from day one, but that's probably one of the guys that's impressed me the most because entering the season, the biggest question marks were the corners at third base and first base, but Tim, he is quickly erasing any question mark at first base. It just baffles me how the Brewers have a guy on their team called Rowdy. That's just so cool. And he's, he's instantly a fan favorite. He had some big moments last year. Uh, but getting to see him play every single day, that's where he belongs. Um, as long as he can pick up a bat and get up to the plate, he's got to be in that lineup. Because at any moment, he could turn the game on a dime. So that right there is just the power that he brings. And he's, he's flicking the wrists out there, and he's hitting balls. And I don't want to say that he's Prince Fielder, but he's got that type of potential. Honestly, like he's got a lot of power and he's got a lot of pop. So I don't know. I, it's been a long time, but I feel like where the, the Brewers have a consistent guy that can go out there and put up power numbers. Uh, I know Eric Thames did a great job, but it was almost like here's a surge of a month and then a drought for a month. So Rowdy Tellez being consistent, that's what you need with a guy at first base. Yeah, year to year, because I feel like it's been a, a carousel. Uh, at first base for a long time since Prince Fielder left. So, no, totally 100% with you. But we all know teams always have a deficiency. You have kind of a hole in your game. For the Brewers, through the first 40 games, which isn't a massive sample size, but it's good enough. I mean, what do you think they need to improve on the most just through the first 40 games? Um, I think where they've been exposed a little bit is the defense. And that's only because of a couple of injuries. They were out with, uh, they were without Luis Arias for the first month. And then uh, as soon as they get him back, they lose Willie Adamas to a high ankle sprain. So um, once they kind of start clicking on all cylinders, I think it'll be better. Um, I think guys not getting enough reps at different positions, you know, causes some problems. But um, I, think, I think that's probably about the only thing you can say. I, one thing that's been weird is there's been three catchers interference. I think there's three which is something that's pretty rare, but for three of those to happen, that seems strange. So there's just, it's almost just like there's these random, you know, a couple of errors here, a couple of mistakes here that, that end up, you know, not doing too much damage, but if you have enough of them, um, it does call, cause damage and you could lose a ball game. But that would say that's about the only thing. It's just some of the, the infield defense at times. All right, before I let you go, i got to have some fun with you, Tim. Uh I saw you were up in Appleton. You got to throw out the first pitch of the T-Rats game. But you went yeah. over the top. What are you doing, man? You're a sign armor. Why would you go <laughs> over the awesome. top? I didn't know. I was about and I was I got on the mound and uh, it had rained, so they put some of that, you know, cat litter on the mound to make sure it dries it out. And with my shoes, I thought, dude, if I plant and try to throw sidearm, I am going to slip and do the splits, and I can't do the splits. So, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to play it safe. I went over the top and threw a nasty sinker. It was right down the middle, too. Yeah, I, I saw it. it had some sinking. I just thought it was the velocity. It just wasn't enough to get over the plate. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, that was good sink. I was like, yep, scouts are calling it gravity. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then what, what was your favorite part of the game? Because I saw you got to use the Brat Cannon, too. Oh, the Brat Zuka, man. I was just lighting people up. Saw a guy at the Brewers game yesterday. He goes, dude, I was in Appleton. Uh, you almost almost caught a Brat that you launched. I was like, what a cool sentence to come out of someone's mouth. <laughs> I almost <laughs> caught a Brat that you launched. <laughs> That's great. That is great. Uh, well, Tim, thanks so much for taking the time. Have a good call tonight. And uh, like I said, I still hate you for being in San Diego and me not being yeah. happy there. Yeah, you should. I have your Willie Adamas bobblehead. You need to thank Crystal, the stage manager, because she, during the show the other day, 
when you reminded me the fifth time, she went to the truck and actually found one and got it for you. So, uh, see, Crystal's Crystal, the best. You need to give her a hug. You know what? Yep. Crystal's the best. I knew this wasn't you. You would have forgot it or broke it or something. I did. By now. I did. I forgot every time you text me. I forgot. <laughs> I was like back burner. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only like once, bro. Now, okay, maybe like 10 times. Uh, Tim, thanks so much, man. Have a good call tonight. All right, Dario. See you, man.